Welcome, welcome to episode number 65 of the Eve's Drop Podcast. I'm upset that we're not doing this live, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, not, not doing it live is definitely a, a bummer because I've been watching these since you started, you know, however long ago it was. And I've always wanted to do one live, but yeah, got to make do with what we got. We do. We do. And it's, it's painful for me because I have this, this sort of view of what my podcast is and how it should be uh, produced and all that and, and i think the live component adds on to like the like the actual conversation right like we're, we're sitting here miles and miles thousands of miles away you're not looking at me you're looking to the left of you you're probably reading twitter and that never happens when we're doing at. huh staring straight at you right now not looking oh at no the camera, no don't, yeah. don't look at the camera no more just look at yeah. oh, don't look at me look at the camera it doesn't matter yeah. either way I, like I, this I, is I, a sort I, of I, I, you know what I mean? Like this is this is the exact same scenario that that, that we avoid uh, by doing it live, and it, it it sort of becomes this like true and honest conversation of what you know of what the interview is about. Um, and for the most part, again, and I'll say this over and over again, just so people get through their brain. Some people, it's like the reason I do these is because there's gonna come a, a time in our history of esports 10 years from now five years from now 12 years from now where somebody's going to be studying esports and what happened how it happened how it came to be and there's going to be a student somewhere in some college doing research on esports and they're going to come across this podcast and they're going to listen to 65 hours worth of of uh, <laughs> of content uh that they're going yeah. to be able to sort of get a a, a true a true feel for what it, or, or, of what it was like in these in this day and age anyway octane sam larue Hello. octane uh ex-teammate of mine we were ex yes. we were teammates short for stint. a little bit short, short stint yeah i, I wish it would have lasted longer she said ah, with things uh, happen <laughs> yeah it's all it's neither here nor there it's all good things yeah happen. you were you were you were here in the hex quarters when the hex quarters was just there about was, to pop there was off. no carpet in the hex quarters when i was on no Oscar. there was carpet have- there was carpet. Now there's was no there carpet? carpet. No, it was like the blue. Yeah, that was carpet. The okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was, like it was carpet. You know, it... Yeah. What there wasn't. Nothing. We, I was rolling around in chairs. I was the, the beginning, the birth of the hex quarters. The birth of the hex quarters, man. There was no couches. Yeah. There was no Nothing. chill place. There was no, uh, no TV. It was no, a beautiful no time. Memorabilia, nothing. Nothing, dude. There was nothing. This Just... wasn't here. You know what I mean? Like none of this was here, and, and and I gotta tell you, like that that whole that whole year in which I sort of tried to in sort of invest my own money to help out uh, a a situation down the street that you know I didn't want you guys to you know what I mean? Like I I wanted to create yeah. a space that was solely for the players, right? Um, it was a it was a space and an idea. A space when, and an idea. There. It's a beautiful way to put it, yep. uh, dude. Obviously, you were on my list to to have on the podcast uh, for the longest. Uh, I feel that this this week uh, sort of warrants <laughs> you to be on here because you've been very very outspoken of uh, of your of your situation and and how you know your year has gone. And I sort of want to have that conversation. And I, and I and I said it in the game show, uh, in the in the Huntsman pre show uh, that aired yesterday. I said. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year or any other year that Sam would be in a team that's ranked uh, 11th in the league, I would have said, get the fuck out of here. You're out of your mind. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I I'd, uh, I'd tend to agree with you on that on that point. Yeah, sure so. We, we, we will get into it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, First and foremost, I wanted to thank uh, the sponsors for this podcast, DoorDash and Hims, and I'll tell you a little bit more about them as, uh, as the podcast goes on. Um, anyway, let's get started. Uh, to piss a couple of people off, who are you today, Sam uh, LaRue? People hate this question. I don't know so, why. I'll tell you, like 15 people hate this question. Right? Yeah, just like the... Yeah. 15 noisy little mice... Uh, no offense, or get offended. I don't care. Either yeah, way, you can offend him. Yeah, you can offend him. Uh, today, I am a professional Call of Duty player, and I guess I can call myself a YouTuber now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've I've been playing Call of Duty for about as long as I can remember. That's been my job and my passion for again, however however long it's been. And then um, recently this year, I've I've picked up YouTube, so I, I guess I'm uh, a double threat now. I've really You're, thought about it. Yeah, and and look, nothing makes me happier than to see professional players diversify their portfolio in a sense Mm. you guys are at the top of the food chain when it comes to skill and ability in a very very popular uh game and it only takes reps in order for your content to sort of make that breakthrough the more you create the more opportunity that you're going to have to sort of pair up with with friends of yours right like courage at some point or another is gonna be like oh sam's available i'm gonna pick him up to compete with me in this warzone tournament and then you know you have a couple of good times you're not just sitting there going try hard and not speaking you're 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 engaged you're making jokes with courage say his audience starts to like you and then that's how a a personality is born uh i i will say that i'm very happy for you i've uh your thumbnails are amazing (laughs) by the way shout out to kevin for those he's um he's been a friend of mine for i've probably eight eight seven or eight years um he approached me when I started back up YouTube again, I've been doing YouTube for, for years and years, but it was never on a super consistent basis. I was never uploading on a schedule um, or anything like that. It was more so just something I really enjoyed doing. Um, like I used to be a YouTube sniper. I uploaded montages and stuff like that. Really? So I've been I've been around the block. Wait, how long? I've been here. When, when were you sniping? Modern Warfare 2? Modern Warfare 2 is when I started. Were, yeah. you, in a, were you in a clan, a sniping clan? Uh, yeah, I, I was a competitive sniper. You know, like a uh, sniper leaderboard for everyone watching this, like a uh, sniper leaderboards with like RM, like where Dashy started basically. Yeah. Um, so I, I did all that for a super long time. I've been doing YouTube. I've been on YouTube for a, uh, a while, but I was never super consistent with my content. And uh, Kevin approached me cause he's, uh, he runs uh, the rise nation Twitter. Um, you know, he does a bunch of other social media stuff and he was like, dude, you're, you're one of the most popular players on the planet. Did, um, did you know, you know, did you know that Octane got his, his name from a ghost map? That's there where is. he got his name from. Well, that's cool. I'm not so, even going to refute that. It's not true, but I'm not going to refute it. Not refuting that he said. I'm not. Okay, so you, so you were a uh, part of RM, is that right? Yeah. I wasn't a part of RM, but that's just like the the reference point. So uh, by that point, I had already quit competitive sniping. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like- I try. I mean, dude, I've been I've been following Optic for for a very very long time, man. I mean, like, was it cool to join it? Rated? Oh, dude, I um. You know, I, I said it when I joined, it was like the pinnacle of my career at that point. Cause like, I'm like, I'll admit it. I was a fanboy before I was a player. So like building myself up to the point where like joining Othic was even a possibility. Uh, that was like one of the best days of my entire life. Cause I was like, oh, I made it, dude. I was so hyped just cause like I followed before competitive, like mm-hmm. I said, with like the, the sniping team and, and the, the birth of, of sniping essentially. So that was where my passion lied. It wasn't so much as a competitive player, Yeah. but uh, you know, eventually it, it did grow into that, but uh kevin told me that you know I'm, I'm one of the best players on the planet and you know i have a good personality for doing youtube i'm like i'm basically being an idiot for not doing it he was like i'll i'll do your thumbnails i'll you know i'll do all this stuff and he basically uh 
pushed me to kickstart doing it and then i've been consistent for like four or five months by now are you uploading daily or every other day or how's... every other every other day yeah. every other day um i don't i don't trust myself quite yet to do daily uploads uh, i'm still trying to work out a schedule for that mm -hmm. but every other day is something i've been able to manage and i i think doing the most that i can manage on a consistent basis is better than like trying to push myself really really hard to yeah do daily uploads i'm not like during the off season when i don't have to scrim and worry about uh playing and, and all that stuff daily uploads are definitely going to happen yeah. but uh as of now for scrims and stuff uh you know every other day is probably the better idea yeah that's, that's not a, that's not a bad strategy a lot of people try to jump in right away and start doing daily and it's not for a lot of people it's uh, hard to do man yeah, tell me about it. I have a camera right uh, there, <laughs> this one right here, when I started vlogging daily, and it was mm -hmm. one of the most craziest journeys I've ever been on. I, 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 I was talking to Hitch the other day. I'm like, yo, I, I really uploaded a video every single day of my life for a year and a half, like maybe missing two times my respect for daily vloggers is insane like the because like you have to change your entire life for vlogging like yeah you know if you sit at home all day and you just like order food and watch a movie like that's not good content so you have to like shape your life around your youtube channel yeah and like when matt was daily vlogging when he first moved to la like that was, like he uh when he stopped he was he was talking about it. i don't remember where it might have been on the eavesdrop but he was just saying that like he got burnt out like he was having to create things for himself to do like he would go out and it was just like not enjoyable because mm -hmm. it was for content not for him yeah so like uh people like casey and you know like the the kings of daily vlogging it's like it's really an art and mm -hmm. i have a lot of respect for people that are like able to do that every day you know what's fucked up i'm gonna give you a confession today what's up man uh the day that casey nice has stopped vlogging daily something mm -hmm. turned off in my brain where i where I, said, where I said, no, no, I still, I still did it, but I wasn't as, as, as strict as I was in the past. He was sort yeah. of like, obviously he's, he's pioneer, like, man. yeah, he's the pioneer. Like no one's ever going to do it better than him. There's going to be a lot of people yeah. that are going to be te more technical than him. They're going to have a little bit of a better storytelling, but you know, they're no only, they're good. only able to do that because Casey did that. Now I, I felt more of like, I was inspired by him and his grind and, 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 and the ability. And we, I, I sort of thought that we were on the, on, on living like a parallel um, sort of lifestyle like we had a mere lifestyle right he was building a business and vlogging every single day I was in the middle of this business vlogging every single day and you know at the, at the end of the day creating it it was like the craziest thing when we used to go to events I used to literally say I can't go out and drink or I can't go to dinner I have to edit this vlog and, yeah, and edit, upload you know, the hotel wi-fi and it takes eight hours to upload and yeah yeah, I've been there, man. Dude, I got I got nominated uh, a couple of days ago for two categories. I got nominated for esports uh, content creator of the year and personality oh, of the year. Uh, Congratulations! Thank you. I I don't the, the personality one. Obviously, you know I, I love a little bit of me. You know what I'm saying? So nobody, <laughs> nobody, 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 nobody. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> but the content creator one, I I it's not that I deserve it. It's just that there's there, there's factual evidence on why I am the best content creator in all of esports. Factual, factual evidence, like, dude. What, name somebody else. Case? Name somebody case? else who's done what I've done this year. Okay, I created mm -hmm. a new brand and launched a new yeah. brand in the in the in the Chicago Huntsman. Um, nope. I approached and pitched the league a reality TV show surrounding uh, the team and the launch of my team, uh, and we essentially gave it to the league to upload on their on their on their channel. I executive produced the campaign. I don't know if you watched it; it was super super yep. dope. Uh, 
after that, I, you know, obviously continued to, to create the vlogs and I continued to create this podcast. And then on top of that, I went and did a commercial for, uh, for Game Fuel. From from start to finish, it all came you from might, here. You, you might you might be the goat. Hold on, let's, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. Let me let me let me talk a little bit more about myself, man. All right, all right, all right, I love yeah, hearing myself people, talk. People, I, people love when you talk about yourself oh, on dude, here. Huh? They love. People well, love no, it's only like 15 people that don't uh, like it. Uh, but oh, I'm making please, my case I'll, for I'll, something I'll for something good. Hey, look, man. They they can hate all they want. I, anything that I've said that I've been saying is not a lie. You know what I'm saying? Like this. It's irrefutable. It's evidence. I'm uh, not. I'm not going to sit here. And, and I participated in con in more content than any other esports CEO, in the, including my little brother Nate Shot, including him. I participated in more content. Uh, Nate's and, been lacking on the content front. Huh? I'll be the one to say it. Nate's been lacking on the content this year. He's been busy. Yeah, uh, he's he has been busy, been uh, but busy. so have I. God damn it! You oh, you yeah. see me here? You're like, uh, there's no excuse. No excuses no excuse. out here. No uh, I've I've participated in a lot of contents over on the Guggen Squad channel, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just a creator heart. Look, whether I win or don't win, whether I deserve it, don't deserve it, like to me it doesn't matter. I'm gonna continue to do this no matter what. You know, when when YouTube first started, did it for two years without getting paid. I just did it because of the love of it and wanted to create the content. Anyway, that's my pitch. Okay, so if you guys are watching this, I mean, that's damn good. Thank you. I can't man. that's that's a damn good pitch. None so, of it it's not biased either. Those are things that have happened. Do do you do I, can I count on your vote for both categories? Yeah, I'll vote for you. I, I won't even look at the other nominees. <laughs> well, uh, there's there's very good ones. There's, there's uh, I'm I'm, ah, with, I'm in good don't company, matter. but I I create I create more. So for a content creator, that's mm -hmm. me. You know what I mean? Like I just edited three vlogs today. God damn. Anyway, let's let's get into it. Man. Vlogs? Yeah. What's Matt, what's Matt doing? Matt's doing other important stuff. Um, ah. And I just like the way that I edit. You know what I mean? Like he's he's very technical, but creative process. He he doesn't. It's hard for him to read my mind as to why I film certain things. When I'm filming, like I see the timeline and where I'm putting certain things. So yeah. what about you? Do you edit your own uh, YouTube stuff or uh, something else? So I hired Revitalize to do cool. – actually, I cut it. I cut everything and I sequence everything how I want it. And then he goes through and you know adds all the flair and, uh -huh. and lights and all that good stuff. But yeah. I sequence and edit everything how I want it ordered similarly to, to what you were saying. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's a lot of people that actually do that. And – one thing about doing YouTube that like I don't dislike or, or you know about other creators is like when you're a YouTuber and a streamer, uh, most of the time you're actually just a streamer and you upload the things that you stream to YouTube. Yeah. And I don't really do that as doing content or love it. As doing I'm content. with you 100%. So I have there's very few videos on my channel, maybe a handful that I have ripped from a stream. And if it's been ripped from a stream. Uh, it's like the video I uploaded today with Dashy. Mm -hmm. I just needed to stream that because that's something people would you know, yeah. love to see live. Yeah. So I ripped that, but it's like I make, I sit down and make every video that I upload on my channel because I don't view content creation as ripping and uploading. Love it. So that, I think that's like one thing that people don't really like understand when I say that mm -hmm. very well because like in today's day and age, a lot of it is just stream highlights. Uh, all YouTube videos are from stream, stuff like that. So yeah. um, uh, it's, it's, it's a weird spot. Speaking of creation, obviously on top of that, I'm an in, I'm an incredible artist. I'm kidding, I suck. Oh uh, <laughs> but I was I, I, uh, wait. Can we squeeze sidebar really quick. I am yeah. like the biggest fan of your art, man. Like, thank you. You sent me that. You sent me that piece, and I literally stared at it for like an hour. I was like, dude, this is insane. 
Because like so, I said, I've been I've been watching since the Black Books like years ago, man. Like, thank it, you. It is insane, dude. I, I saw a tweet of yours that said that you would like nothing more than to be a good artist, or that you want to be an artist, yeah. right? I yep. I was I was you. I'm not. I'm like my mom's a really good artist. She's 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 I'm like not really good at all. No, but but I started out the same way. And and if I can offer you some advice as to how to get started, like it would take me a day, a day and a half two days or maybe never to be able to draw somebody's face like i can't yeah. do that like right just out of my imagination i can't do the cartoony that's easier but to draw somebody's face i'm not an artist like that but mm -hmm. i always felt as though i was an artist so for some reason graffiti came across my plate and for some reason i understood it graffiti if you if you start you would become a better artist because of this you know how to draw a letter already. That's that's the number one thing. You know the shape of the letter. You know what it's supposed to look like. And for you to bend an A to have one left side be more round than the other, that's just something that your brain your brain can understand and can put on paper. And little by little, you start to develop this this thing called style in in, in graffiti. And then little by little, you start to add shapes and and colors and that. And that's how I learned how to how to be a decent enough artist to where I can I can hold my own in certain categories. But it's take I started when I was fifteen years old. I am I was about to say, how many how many years do you think it took you to get to where you're like wow I'm I'm pretty good at this. So I I started drawing uh, girls' names in eighth grade. So I was thirteen years old. Oh, I just man. yeah. Was like, all, like loosely paper, just like giving it to them. Yeah, dude, it's 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 the easiest <laughs> icebreaker, baby. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like, like look that. what I, look what I made for you, girl. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Hector. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> look, what's up? Here it is. This is my uh, this is okay. my beeper number. Now can I have a beeper? Oh oh and, uh, man. But anyway, I was thirteen um, years old, and uh, that you know I wanted to break the ice, and I hmm. wanted to be an artist because I saw drawings and I liked there was something about a drawing that I said oh, I wish I could do that. Anyway. Yeah. That led to to that, and then once I started, I started thirteen. By the time I was seventeen, is the first time I ever painted a wall. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I was good enough on paper before I went and tried spray paint because I I, I was so committed to being good at at that particular thing that I went down mm -hmm. that route, and I was like, you know, finally. And then from seventeen till shit, man, twenty five, uh, I painted I painted very regularly trains, walls. I mean, you name it, uh, rooftops. Uh, skies or billboards and shit and yeah. after that you know i i i was a grown-up right i said if i get caught i <laughs> yeah, work in, kids, in a, i work in a corporate environment no, i didn't have olivia until like four years after that when i was 29 okay. but i wanted my job i wanted to continue to make money i like my lifestyle and i wasn't gonna yes. you know risk it anyway i wanted to give you that piece of advice if you start drawing letters man i'm telling you you will become a better artist because your brain already understands how to draw it is just modifying it to be something else and color it's something that is appealing to everybody, and there's no rules yeah. to graffiti. Either. Well, there are, but you won't worry about that for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I try. I tried it uh, a little while ago, maybe like five or six years. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just like I I don't know what it, what it is, but I was like in the same boat as you. I'm just naturally drawn to graffiti and mm -hmm. like cartoon style things like that. And I tried it for a really long time, but uh, I was just never. I guess I was expecting too much of myself, probably, mm -hmm. and I was just, like never getting to where I wanted to be at. So I yeah. just like I quit eventually. Yeah, I mean, look, you're 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 doing the YouTube thing right now. Oh you're, yeah, I got more important things going on. Right now. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I just I don't, don't give up on it. You know, like you should yeah. you should chase down the things that that you're passionate about, and you live a happier life, in my opinion. And it's just uh, it's it's tough because my older brother is the most artistic human being yeah. I have ever. Like his ability, because like you said, you you can't draw a face if you're just like thinking about it, right? Yeah. He will sit down and draw a perfectly symmetrical, beautiful woman in like an hour, and it is the most incredible. Yeah. 
So like he'll make up superheroes. He'll like I'm it, jealous. It's, I, I grew up like stealing the things that he would draw and like hanging them in my room. Yeah. Like it, it, it's that's why I, that's where it came from. My love of like art and stuff like that. But I guess I'm just like aspiring to be him too much. And it's just like unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, th there's nothing wrong with that, though, either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's good to be inspired. It's good to be that. It's not good, though, when you when you think so highly of the person that you admire that you that when they quit vlogging daily, you sort of give yourself a break. <laughs> just full circle back to the full case circle. guys that I like that. Yeah. So, That's a good segue right there. Yeah. So again, you know, uh, from a content creation standpoint, I'm glad that you're doing it. It's it's uh it, it makes you a more valuable player. Uh, maybe not mm -hmm. necessarily in the field, which you already are, but it definitely offers a little bit more when it comes. It's more appealing. Yeah, more appealing to an organization that's trying to pick somebody up. You know, I'm 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 it's been, a, it's been so I'm, fun, man. I it's am the so fun. I'm the king of being of keeping uh, the players that I've worked with for. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number sixty-five of the Eve's Drop Podcast. I'm upset that we're not doing this live, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, not not doing it live is definitely a, a bummer because I've been watching these since you started, you know, however long ago it was, and I've always wanted to do one live, but yeah, got to make do with what we got. We do, we do, and it's it's painful for me because I have this this sort of view of what my podcast is and how it should be uh, produced and all that, and and I think the live component adds on to like the like the actual conversation right like we're, we're sitting here miles and miles thousands of miles away you're not looking at me you're looking to the left <laughs> of you you're probably reading twitter and that never happens when we're doing huh staring straight at you right now not looking oh, at no the no camera, no but, yeah. don't, don't look at the camera no more just look at yeah. oh, don't look at me look at the camera it doesn't matter yeah. either way I, like I, this I, is I, the I, sort I, of I, you know what i mean like this is this is the exact same scenario that, that, that we avoid yeah. uh by doing it live and it, it it sort of becomes this like true and honest conversation of what you know of what the interview is about um yeah. and for the most part again and i'll say this over and over again just so people get through their brain some people it's like the reason i do these is because there's going to come a, a time in our history of esports 10 years from now five years from now 12 years from now where somebody's going to be studying esports and what happened how it happened how it came to be and there's going to be a student somewhere in some college doing research on esports and they're going to come across this podcast and they're going to listen to 65 hours worth of of uh, <laughs> of content uh, that they're going yeah. to be able to sort of get a a, a true a true feel for what it, or, or, of what it was like in these in this day and age. Anyway, Octane Sam Larue, wow. Octane, uh, ex teammate of mine. We were ex yes. we were teammates short for stint. a little bit. Short short stint. Yeah, I, I wish it would have lasted longer. She said. Ah. With, things uh, happen. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's all—it's yeah, neither here nor there. It's all good. Things yeah, happen. you were—you were—you were here in the hex quarters when the hex quarters was just there about was, to pop off. There was off. no carpet in the hex quarters when I was on. No, Island. there was carpet. Have... There was carpet. Now there's was no there carpet? carpet. No, it was like the blue. Yeah, that was carpet. The okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was, like it was carpet. You know, it... yeah. What there wasn't nothing. We, I was rolling around in chairs. I was the the beginning, the birth of the hex quarters. The birth of the hex quarters, man. There was no couches. Yeah. There was no nothing. chill place. There was no uh, no TV. It was no, a beautiful no time. Memorabilia, nothing. Nothing, dude. There was nothing. This Just, wasn't here. You know what I mean? Like none of this was here. And and, and I gotta tell you, like that that whole that whole year in which I sort of 
try to in sort of invest my own money to help out uh, a a situation down the street that you know I didn't want you guys to you know what I mean like I I wanted to create yeah. a space that was solely for the players right um, it was a it was a space and an idea a space when, and an idea it's a beautiful way to put it yep. uh, dude obviously you were on my list to to have on the podcast uh, for the longest. I feel that this this week uh, sort of warrants you to be on here because you've been very very outspoken of uh, of your of your situation and and how you know your year has gone and I sort of want to have that conversation and I and I, and I said it in the game show uh, in the in the Huntsman pre-show uh, that aired yesterday I said if you would have told me at the beginning of the year or any other year that Sam would be in a team that's ranked eleventh uh, in the league, I would have said, the "Fuck out of here! You're out of your mind." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I I'd, uh, I tend to agree with you on that on that point. Yeah, sure we'll so we we will get into it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, first and foremost, I wanted to thank uh, the sponsors for this podcast, DoorDash and Hims, and I'll tell you a little bit more about them as uh, as the podcast goes on. Um, anyway, let's get started. Uh, to piss a couple of people off. Who are you today, Sam uh, LaRue? People hate this question. I don't know so, why. I'll tell you, like 15 people hate this question. Right? Yeah, there's like the... 15 yeah. noisy little mice. Uh, no offense. Or get offended. I don't care. Either yeah, way. You can offend them. Yeah, you can offend them. Uh, today, I'm a professional Call of Duty player, and I guess I can call myself a YouTuber now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've, I've been playing Call of Duty for about as long as I can remember. That's been my job and my passion for again however however long it's been and then um recently this year i've i've picked up youtube so i, I guess i'm uh, a double threat now i've really You're, thought about it yeah uh, and and look nothing makes me happier than to see professional players diversify their portfolio in a sense mm-hmm. you guys are at the top of the food chain when it comes to skill and ability in a very very popular uh game and it only takes reps in order for your content to sort of make that breakthrough, it, it, the more you create, the more opportunity that you're going to have to sort of pair up with with friends of yours, right? Like Courage at yeah. some point or another is going to be like, oh, Sam's available. I'm going to pick him up to compete with me in this Warzone tournament. And then, you know, you have a couple of good times. You're not just sitting there going try hard and not speaking. You're you're yeah. you're engaged. You're making jokes with Courage. Say his audience starts to like you. And then that's how a, a personality is born. Uh, I, I will say that I'm very happy for you. I've uh, Your thumbnails are amazing <laughs> by shout the out way to kevin. shout out to kevin for those he's um he's been a friend of mine for i've probably eight a seven or eight years yeah. um he approached me when i started back up youtube again i've been doing youtube for for years and years but it was never on a super consistent basis i was never uploading on a schedule um or anything like that it was more so just something i really enjoyed doing um like i used to be a youtube sniper i uploaded montages and stuff like that really so i've been i've been around the block wait how long when when were you sniping modern warfare 2 modern warfare 2 is when i started were you in a were you in a clan a sniping clan uh yeah i I was a competitive sniper you know like a sniper leaderboard for everyone watching this like uh sniper leaderboards with like rm like where dashy started basically um so i I did all that for a super long time i've been doing youtube i've been on youtube for a, uh, a while but I was never super consistent with my content. And uh, Kevin approached me because he's uh, he runs uh, the Rise Nation Twitter. Um, you know, he does a bunch of other social media stuff. And he was like, "Dude, you're you're one of the most popular players on the planet. Did, um, you know, did you're... you know? Did you know that Octane got his ma- his name from a ghost map? That's where is. he got his name from. Well, that's cool. I'm not so, even gonna refute that. It's not true, but I'm not gonna refute he's it. Not refuting I that he said. I'm not. Okay, so you, so you were a uh, part of RM. Is that right? Yeah. 
I wasn't a part of RM, but that's just like the the reference point. So uh, by that point, I had already quit competitive sniping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like- I try. I mean, dude, I've been I've been following Optic for for a very very long time, man. I mean, like, what's Folsom, it cool to join it? Rated? Oh, dude, I um. You know, I, I said it when I joined. It was like the pinnacle of my career at that point. Cause like, I'm like, I'll admit it, I was a fanboy before I was a player. So like, building myself up to the point where like joining Othic was even a possibility, uh, that was like one of the best days in my entire life. Cause I was like, oh, I made it, dude. I was so hyped just cause like, I followed before competitive, like mm-hmm. I said, with like the, the sniping team and, and the, the birth of, of sniping essentially. So that was where my passion lied. It wasn't so much as a competitive player. Yeah. But, uh, you know, eventually it, it did grow into that. But, uh kevin told me that you know I'm, I'm one of the best players on the planet and you know i have a good personality for doing youtube i'm like i'm basically being an idiot for not doing it he was like i'll i'll do your thumbnails i'll you know i'll do all this stuff and he basically uh pushed me to kickstart doing it and then i've been consistent for like four or five months by now are you uploading daily or every other day or how's... every other every other day every know? other day um i don't i don't trust myself quite yet to do daily uploads uh, i'm still trying to work out a schedule for that mm-hmm. but Every other day is something I've been able to manage, and I, I think doing the most that I can manage on a consistent basis is better than like trying to push myself really, really hard to yeah. do daily uploads. I'm not like during the off season when I don't have to scrim and worry about uh, playing and, and all that stuff. Daily uploads are definitely going to happen, yeah. but uh, as of now for scrims and stuff, uh, you know, every other day is probably the better idea. Yeah, that's that's not a, that's not a bad strategy. A lot of people try to jump in right away and start doing daily, and it's not for a lot of people. It's uh, hard to do, man. Yeah, tell me about it. I have a camera right uh, there, <laughs> this one right here, when I started vlogging daily, and it was mm-hmm. one of the most craziest journeys I've ever been on. I, 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 I was talking to Hitch the other day. I'm like, yo, I, I really uploaded a video every single day of my life for a year and a half, like, maybe missing two times. My respect for daily vloggers is insane. Like the, because like you have to change your entire life for vlogging like yeah you know if you sit at home all day and you just like order food and watch a movie like that's not good content so you have to like shape your life around your youtube channel yeah and like when matt was daily vlogging when he first moved to la like that like he uh when he stopped he was he was talking about it. i don't remember where it might have been on the eavesdrop but he was just saying that like he got burnt out like he was having to create things for himself to do like he would go out and it was just like not enjoyable because mm-hmm. it was for content not for him yeah so like uh, people like Casey and you know, like the the kings of daily vlogging. It's like it's really an art, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for people that are like able to do that every day. You know what's fucked up? I'm gonna give you a confession today. What's up, man? Uh, the day that Casey Nice has stopped vlogging daily, something mm-hmm. turned off in my brain, where I where I said where I said uh, no, no, I still I still did it, but I wasn't as as, as strict as I was in the past. He was sort mm-hmm. of like. Obviously, he's, he's pioneer, like, man. yeah, he's the pioneer. Like, no one's ever going to do it better than him. There's going to be a lot of people yeah. that are going to be te- more technical than him. They're going to have a little bit of a better storytelling. But, you know, they're no only they're good. only able to do that because Casey did that. Now, I, I felt more of like I was inspired by him and his grind and, 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 and the ability. And we I, I sort of thought that we were on the on, on living like a parallel um, sort of lifestyle. Like, we had a mere lifestyle, right? He was building a business and vlogging every single day. I was in the middle of this business, vlogging every single day. And, yeah. you know, at the, at the end of the day, creating it, it was, like, the craziest thing. When we used to go to events, I used to literally say, I can't go out and drink or I can't go to dinner. I have to edit this vlog and, yeah, and edit, upload. You know, on the hotel Wi-Fi, and it takes eight hours to upload. And yeah. Just, oh, yeah. I've been there, man. Dude, I got I got nominated uh, a couple of days ago for two categories. I got nominated for esports uh, content creator of the year and personality oh, of the year. 
Congratulations. Thank you. I, I don't the, the personality one. Obviously, you know, I, I love a little bit of me. You know what I'm saying? So nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody, who doesn't matter? Who doesn't, who doesn't matter? <laughs> uh, but the content creator one, I, I, it's not that I deserve it. It's just that there's there, there's factual evidence on why I am the best content creator in all of esports. Factual, factual evidence. Like, dude, dude name somebody else. Case? Name somebody case? else who's done what I've done this year. Okay, I created mm -hmm. a new brand and launched a new yeah. brand in the in the in the Chicago Huntsman. Um, nope. I approached and pitched the league a reality TV show surrounding uh, the team and the launch of my team, uh, and we essentially gave it to the league to upload on their on their on their channel. I executive produced the campaign. I don't know if you watched it; it was super super yep. dope. Uh, after that, I you know obviously continued to to create the vlogs and I continued to create this podcast. And then on top of that, I went and did a commercial for uh, for Game Fuel from from start to finish. It all came you from might, here. You, you might you might be the goat. Hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> let me let me let me talk a little bit more about myself, man. All right, all right, all right, I love yeah, hearing myself people, talk. People, I, people love when you talk about yourself oh, on dude, here. Huh? They love, well, love no, it. there's only like 15 people that don't oh, yeah. like it. Uh, but oh, I'm making dude, my case I'll, for I'll, something I'll for something good. Hey, look, man, they they can hate all they want. Uh, anything that I've said that I've been saying is not a lie. You know what I'm saying? Like this, it's irrefutable. It's evidence. I'm uh, not. I'm not going to sit here. And I participated in con in more content than any other esports CEO, in the, including my little brother Nate Shot, including him. I participated in more content. Uh, he's been lacking on the content front. Huh? I'll be the one to say it. Nate's been lacking on the content this year. He's been busy. Yeah, uh, he's he has been busy, he's been uh, busy. but so have I. God damn it! You oh, you yeah. see me here? You're like, uh, there's energy. no excuse. No excuses no excuse. out here. No uh, I've I've participated in a lot of contents over on the Guggen Squad channel, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just a creator heart. Look, whether I win or don't win, whether I deserve it, don't deserve it, like to me it doesn't matter. I'm gonna continue to do this no matter what. You know, when when YouTube first started, did it for two years without getting paid. I just did it because of the love of it and wanted to create the content. Anyway, that's my pitch. Okay, so if you guys are watching this, I mean, that's damn good. Thank you. I can't man. that's that's a damn good pitch. None so, of it it's not biased either. Those are the things that have happened. Do do you, do I can I count on your vote for both categories? Yeah, I'll vote for you. Is that? I, I won't even look at the other nominees. <laughs> well, uh, there's there's very good ones. There's, there's uh, I'm I'm, ah, with, I'm in good don't company, matter. but I I create I create more. So for a content creator, that's mm -hmm. me. You know what I mean? Like I just edited three vlogs today. Goddamn. Anyway, let's let's get into You're it. Editing man. vlogs? It's, yeah. What's Matt doing? Matt's doing other important stuff. Um, ah. And I just like the way that I edit. You know what I mean? Like he's he's very technical, but creative process. He he doesn't. It's hard for him to read my mind as to why I film certain things. When I'm filming, like I see the timeline and where I'm putting certain things. So yeah. what about you? Do you edit your own uh, YouTube stuff or uh, something else? So I hired Revitalize to do, cool. actually I cut it. I cut everything and I sequence everything how I want it. And then he goes through and you know adds all the flair and, uh -huh. and lights and all that good stuff. But yeah. I sequence and edit everything how I want it ordered similarly to, to what you were saying. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's a lot of people that actually do that. and one thing about doing YouTube that like I don't dislike or, or you know about other creators is like when you're a YouTuber and a streamer, uh, most of the time you're actually just a streamer and you upload the things that you stream to YouTube. Yeah. And I don't really do that as doing content or love it as doing. I'm content. with you, hundred percent. So I have there's very few videos on my channel, maybe a handful that I have ripped from a stream. And if it's been ripped from a stream, 
Uh, it's like the video I uploaded today with Dashy. Mm -hmm. I just needed to stream that because that's something people would you know love yeah. to see live. Yeah. So I ripped that, but it's like I make, I sit down and make every video that I upload on my channel because I don't view content creation as ripping and uploading. Love it. So that I think that's like one thing that people don't really like understand when I say that mm -hmm. very well because like in today's day and age, a lot of it is just stream highlights. Uh, all YouTube videos are from stream, stuff like that. So yeah, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a weird spot. Speaking of creation, obviously on top of that, I'm an I'm an incredible artist. I'm kidding, I suck. Oh uh, <laughs> but I was I, I, uh, wait. Can we squeeze sidebar really quick. I am yeah. like the biggest fan of your art, man. Like, thank you. You sent me that. You sent me that piece, and I literally stared at it for like an hour. I was like, dude, this is insane. Because like so, I said, I've been I've been watching since the Black Books like years ago, man. Like, thank it, you. It is insane, dude. I, I saw a tweet of yours that said that you would like nothing more than to be a good artist, or that you want to be an artist, yeah. right? I yep. I was I was you. I'm not. I'm like my mom's a really good artist. She's she's I'm she's not like really good at all. No, but but I started out the same way. And and if I can offer you some advice as to how to get started, like it would take me a day, a day and a half two days or maybe never to be able to draw somebody's face like i can't yeah. do that like right just out of my imagination i can't do the cartoony that's easier but to draw somebody's face i'm not an artist like that but mm. i always felt as though i was an artist so for some reason graffiti came across my plate and for some reason i understood it graffiti if you if you start you would become a better artist because of this you know how to draw a letter already. That's that's the number one thing. You know the shape of the letter. You know what it's supposed to look like. And for you to bend an A to have one left side be more round than the other, that's just something that your brain your brain can understand and can put on paper. And little by little, you start to develop this this thing called style in in, in graffiti. <laughs> and then little by little, you start to add shapes and and colors and that. And that's how I learned how to how to be a decent enough artist. To where I can I can hold my own in certain categories, but it's take I started when I was 15 years old. I am I was about to say, how, many, how many years do you think it took you to get to where you're like, wow, I'm I'm pretty good at this. So I I started drawing uh, girls' names in eighth grade. So I was 13 years old. Oh, I just, yeah, <laughs> like, like loosely paper, just like giving it to them. Yeah, dude, it's 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 the easiest <laughs> icebreaker, baby. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like, like look that. what I, look what I made for you, girl. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Hector. Look at this. Yeah, <laughs> look, what's up? Here it is. This is my uh, this is oh, my okay. beeper number. Now can I have a beeper? Oh, oh and, uh, man. But anyway, I was 13 um, years old, and I, that you know I wanted to break the ice, and I hmm. wanted to be an artist because I saw drawings and I liked there was something about a drawing that I said oh, I wish I could do that. Anyway. Yeah. That led to to that, and then once I started, I started thirteen. By the time I was seventeen, is the first time I ever painted a wall. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I was good enough on paper before I went and tried spray paint because I I, I was so committed to being good at, at that particular thing that I went down that route and I was like, you know, finally. And then from seventeen till shit, man, twenty five, uh, I painted I painted very regularly trains, walls. I mean, you name it, uh, rooftops. Uh, skies or billboards and shit and yeah. after that you know i i i was a grown-up right i said if i get caught i <laughs> yeah, work in, kids, in a, i work in a corporate environment no, i didn't have olivia until like four years after that when i was 29 okay. but i wanted my job i wanted to continue to make money i like my lifestyle and i wasn't gonna yes. you know risk it anyway i wanted to give you that piece of advice if you start drawing letters man i'm telling you you will become a better artist because your brain already understands how to draw it it's just modifying it to be something else and color it's something that is appealing to everybody, and there's no rules yeah. to graffiti. Either. Well, there are, but you won't worry about that for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I try. I tried it uh, a little while ago. 
maybe like five or six years mm-hmm. um it was just like i i don't know what it, what it is but i was like in the same boat as you i'm just naturally drawn to graffiti and mm-hmm. like cartoon style things like that and i tried it for a really long time but uh i was just never i guess i was expecting too much of myself probably mm-hmm. and i was just like never getting to where i wanted to be at so i yeah. just like i quit eventually yeah i mean look you're you're, you're doing the youtube thing right now oh you're, yeah i got more important things going on right now. yeah well <laughs> Yeah, I just I don't give up on it. You know, like you should, yeah. you, should, you should chase down the things that that you're passionate about, and you live a happier life, in my opinion. And it's just uh, it's it's tough because my older brother is the most artistic human being yeah. I have ever. Like his ability, because like you said, you you can't draw a face if you're just like thinking about it, right? Yeah. He will sit down and draw a perfectly symmetrical, beautiful woman in like an hour, and it is the most incredible. Yeah. Like he'll make up superheroes. He'll like. I'm it, jealous. It's, I, I grew up like stealing the things that he would draw and like hanging them in my room. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, that's why, I, that's where it came from, from my love of like art and stuff like that. But I guess I'm just like aspiring to be him too much and it's just like unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, th- there's nothing wrong with that though either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's good to be inspired. It's good to be that. It's not good though when you're, when you think so highly of the person that you admire that you, that when they quit vlogging daily, you sort of give yourself a break. <laughs> just full circle back to the full case circle. dice that. I like that. Yeah. So, That's a good segue right there. Yeah. So again, you know, uh, from a content creation standpoint, I'm glad that you're doing it. It's, it's, uh, it, it makes you a more valuable player. Uh, maybe not mm-hmm. necessarily in the field, which you already are, but it definitely offers a little bit more when it comes. That's more appealing. Yeah. More appealing to an organization that's trying to pick somebody up. You know, I'm, 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 it's been, a, it's been so I'm, fun, man. I it's am been the, so fun. I'm the king of being of keeping uh, the players that I've worked with for a very long time just because they're good at content. And a lot mm-hmm. of people don't like that, right? They don't like that I'm still friends with Embos, even though sometimes he's a little lazy or super lazy. <laughs> uh, Maniac, same thing. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. he's he's uh, he's he's obviously he has his own shit going on. But you know, again, everybody goes through certain things in their in their lives that don't necessarily do that. But if I need them for content, they're there. And as long as they can make the majority of the people laugh, I couldn't give a fuck less what those 15 people think ever. You know, uh, I, I, I've done a really good job at only caring about what my peers think and the people that I admire. Otherwise, like, what, 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 why am I doing this, right? Um, yeah. Anyway, Call of Duty, dude. I, I, w- I will say this. Uh, is there double jeopardy in Call of Duty? Are you familiar with the term double jeopardy? Meaning what? Uh, if you commit a murder, for example... And you get tried for that murder. You get convicted. You can't so what, be trial for the same. In Call of Duty, what would you mean? Like if you talk so about like, if you talk about uh, what happened last week, are you gonna get? Oh no, fined will, again? Yeah, I will be. Yes, I will be. Really swiftly so, fined. Again. Really? So if you if you talk about yeah. you know your your actions last week, uh, you will be fined. Yes, I will. I will most likely be fined. Uh, okay. The, well, then let's I'm start. not gonna get. Yeah, like, I mean, I, we can talk about it. I just can't, you know, disrespect the, the league yeah. in any way. I can talk about it in like a very non-biased, cool. objective opinion. Well, let's um, start there. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of this whole thing, right? Like this is something new to everybody, including the league. And yeah. at times I've been a little bit of a shield for the league because, you know, for, for the game, not for the league, but for the game. Because the, the developers and the creators of the video game set out to create a piece of art that's interactive and other people get to do that. And at no point did they set out to create a sport. We turned it into a sport. We then turned it into yep. a spectator sport. And we then turned it into a legitimate sport by franchising and paying millions and millions of dollars, millions of dollars into it. Yep. Uh, so everybody's sort of finding their, their footing in all of this. 
but some of the stuff that you were saying last week resonated not only with me and the owners, but also with the players. You know, there there is a little bit of work that needs to happen on both sides, and uh, to not hold everybody accountable. Like if we weren't doing, if we weren't paying players, okay, if we were not playing players and then treating them like shit, if we were we, if we weren't taking care of their their. Uh, uh, their insurance or if we weren't providing housing or for the, the league would have a lot to say about that right because we need to be held accountable to do what we say on paper that we're going to do and i think that yeah. is the same and we should hold them to the same contract that we have amongst each other this three thing this three prong venture that we're embarking on right the league the orgs and the players like it's gonna go nowhere if one of those three prongs isn't fully committed to doing this. So we have been very, very critical of the league uh, in in calls, and the league has been very, very receptive of those things. And it's really easy to blame them. It's really easy to talk shit to them. It's really easy to just like throw everything in their plate. But behind the scenes, they are like they themselves are tough on their own situation, how they're handling certain things. Uh, but the, yeah. at times, there's no excuse. And at times, you need people to be boisterous, as you were last week, in order to invoke some sort of change to happen. That's exactly the reason that I did what I did. And, uh, you know, for, for those of you guys that actually saw the tweets, because the league may or may not have asked me to delete them, uh, they I probably went about it the wrong way in, in the wording and, and how uh, aggressive they were. But I would do it again in a nicer way. Like... Even though I've been fine, that's a I've told I've had meetings with the league since then, obviously. Like that's a bullet that I'm, you know, I'm willing to bite. Like if I have to suffer a fine to move the league forward in terms of communication mm -hmm. and like just overall due process, then like that's fine. I monetary value as opposed to like how well the league is being ran is not comparable. Mm -hmm. So I think me like saying what I said, and then I, although it was aggressive, I think it was very needed because the situations that We've been put in this year, uh, specifically on my team. Uh, there's a, a lot of examples across the board, um, but they're kind of unexcusable, in my opinion. I'm not going to get too into it, but uh, since I, you know, tweeted those things, and, and you brought up like me doing that is moving things forward. I've had three meetings with league officials since that day that I would have otherwise not had. Mm -hmm. I like I could I could go ask, and they'd be like, "Yeah, we'll get to you know whenever." Like this isn't really a pressing issue, but like because i made it an issue i got an audience with people that mattered at the league we talked for at length hours for over the last couple of days about things that could change why i said what i said and you know like you said the league was very receptive there, there was no disrespect um you know i took my final chin as i should have and the the work that i you know the reason that i made those tweets to begin with the work has started mm -hmm. so you know i had a, a couple hour meeting last night going over um things for replay rules uh, you know, the ref situation that I had mentioned in my video, just overall quality of life things for players that far outweigh a monetary fine that people seem to think that I'm like scared of or, or whatever. Like that's just overall quality of life for players is more important to me. So I'm happy that, you know, I, I took that, took that fine on the chin, but uh, I'm moving things forward and that's kind of all I care about. Well, thank you for that. Obviously like any, every, everybody that is, moving this thing along and pushing it forward no matter the means or how it's done it's it's solid by me you know what i mean because yeah. we, because we do need uh to be better uh orgs need to be better players need to be better and you know you deleting and 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 realizing that the approach may have not been the best one 
is fine. But in the heat of the moment, when so much is at stake, right? Because if if you were playing for money, uh, then you wouldn't have said what you said, right? If you were playing for uh, your salary, th- you wouldn't have said what you said, right? You you wouldn't have stood up for it. You're, 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 the majority of the people, and I mean this, the majority of the players that I've ever come across, uh, all of them, for the most part, play to win. They don't, the, the, the money's nice, the, the salary's nice. Yeah, there's very few people that go in playing for money. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just the competitive drive that people have that is the reason that people compete in the first place. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know anyone in Call of Duty that has started playing strictly for money. Mm-hmm. That's that's like not really a thing. Yeah. But um, anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So so what I'm saying is like I, I I know that that's that that's the case, right? And and I know that when when you sort of take that approach and you feel something. You feel for something so deeply that you become somebody that you're normally not, right? You, Sam LaRue, are a quiet, stand-up dude. I've never seen you involved in any in any drama. Like even when we had Krim over here tossing throwing throwing headsets, no, mix amps, mix amps, mix amp, yep, all the way across I'm here. Not, like you were still quiet. I'm like literally, I've never seen you be the the guy to start to start shit. You know what I mean? I mean like it, it's just the the culmination of everything, man. Like I'm not, again, I'm not going to get into it, but like my team has been on the short end of the stick so many times this year, and like that London series was so important for us because if we had beaten them, then that this the, that was their last tournament. I think they were in like eighth at the time, so like that was an opportunity for us to jump places. And you know, LAG had already lost. Was, these are all teams that are close to us in the standings. Like yeah. realistically, that was the most important series of our entire year, barring champs, and we didn't even get to finish it. So like. I like the way that the situation was handled. I I just lost my mind. I said it in the video. Like I I freaked out. Mm-hmm. And normally, again, you said like I'm a very quiet, reserved person. But yeah. like that's probably the most mad I've been in a very, very, very long time. And again, like the approach wasn't great, but the the ends do justify the means in this situation, which mm-hmm. is rare. But I mean, I like I said, I'd I'd do it again. <laughs> yeah. So again, it, it it warranted me reaching out to you to yeah. see if you would come on the pod. I mean, again, I wish it would have been uh uh in person, uh, but desperate times call for you know desperate measures and, and here we are anyway so um i i was surprised that you were so so forward i was surprised that you really went out of character and went out there and i and i know that it meant that much to you again not because of your salary not because of the price but because of the wins and when yeah. you have a year that isn't uh as as stellar as your previous teams or career has been you know that there's something uh, that isn't necessarily all there. I will continue to say this over and over again. Nobody expected COVID to happen. It's nobody's fault. We're all trying to trying to live and react to a situation that happened in our world, whether for wh- whether it's the right thing to do or not. We won't know until we we sort of enact the the things that we need to do. In this case, going to online. If you think about the alternative. Right, which is postponing the league on year one till 2021, not knowing what 2021 holds, is 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 by far the last thing that we should have done. If there's money on the right. table for players to be able to capitalize on and sort of win and put in the pockets if they're able to to set their future up, you gotta go after it, right? Like, what or or, or what else are we supposed to do? No, um, I, I don't. I never agreed with the whole postpone the league thing. Like even even if the situation isn't optimal to run a league, like this year has allowed so many problems to come out and be solved in year one, which is what a year one of the league is for in the first place. It's yeah. not going to be perfect by any stretch of the imagination. So I think that 
a dry, it's not, I don't want to call it a dry run, but like seeing what's happened this year and how to run the league and all the issues that have arisen are is, is far more important than, you know, postponing the league, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, and it's not like it was a, a decision easily made. Like if, if yeah. I've said it before, like we spent close to two weeks debating whether or not champs should be online or not, whether or not we should create a player bubble, which reminds me, right? Like obviously you, you, you've seen what's happening in the NBA. You follow NBA closely. Yeah. Okay. So, of so, so they all, they all went down to, to Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, yeah. So they're all sitting there. Is that, is that something that you would personally be cool with? Like next year, let's say, um, for whatever reason, 2021 starts out the same way that this year has gone so far and we're still on the quarantine we still have these things would you be willing if all of the league teams and and whatever decided that everybody's moving to orlando okay i'm not gonna say texas because obviously i live here so i'm super biased yeah. uh everybody said we're moving to colorado okay we gotta relocate we got everybody's got to relocate to a neutral zone let's call it las vegas so everybody can have a little bit of fun uh would you do that would you quarantine yourself Absolutely. you would without a doubt um i not not even a second thought about it you would so that's yes that i i think that there is i personally think that there is nothing wrong with 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 sort of doing that if if i, don't I either. that's it, like I, I i had some tweets about it like when the champs announcement went live it was like i obviously it's it's a hard atmosphere to to navigate with you know quarantining and the risk factors and all that stuff but like the bubble thing sounds pretty great to me. Like it's like the Columbus League, like exactly with a lot more, you know, more regulation. teams, more, more teams, yeah. more regulation. More, yeah, I get to go play Call of Duty with all all my my friends in one nice little area. That sounds great to me, and I get to play on land. Yeah, I, I, there's there's a lot of players out there that you know obviously are a little bit of uh, they have a little hermit in them, and they want to stay home and they don't want to leave, and yeah. this is like their. This is like their 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 super comfort zone, but I do think that there's a possibility for us to do that. Not only that, but from a content perspective, I just see the imagine whole thing. the reality Dude. TV show you you brought up at the, the very top of the episode. Imagine that. Imagine just that everyone together show. in one area with a camera on at all times. Camera on at all times. Confessionals the same way that that the yep. road rules was done. Same way Jersey Shore was done, yep. uh, minus the clubbing and the drinking <laughs> and, and all that. I think. Dude, I. I it would be it would be an incredible content opera. It'd be a gold mine. It would, dude. It would. Uh, not only that, but it would sort of put the league in a better spot, right? Like, it, it would show the league's commitment to entertainment, which is yeah. obviously a super, super important part of it. Uh, the competitive integrity would be priority number one because everybody would be live. Everybody would be able to see what everybody's doing. You have cameras. Even commitment on to the players too from the league, like that, them even attempting to do that in the first place, just shows a huge like sign of faith in the players and that that relationship right there. Think about the Warzone Sundays or whatever. Like everybody, but well, didn't we do that in in uh, in in Ohio? Yeah, there were there were there were blackout uh, tournaments in Ohio. They were like they were super small, but um, that was like the beginning of the Warzone. Dude, idea. yeah, I remember shitting on Classic as he was <laughs> as he was jumping out of the window with my MP5 just gunned him. Brrrr. I was like, I was so hyped. I'm like, I killed a fucking uh, pro player. Dude, the War the Warzone tournaments are are very fucking fun, man. Yeah. Like the, when Rambo won, the the reaction on social media, yeah. even in the the pro player Discord, because those are pre recorded, obviously. Yeah. yeah. The pro player Discord when Ray ran over the last guy with a truck, was it, you couldn't even read the chat. People were just just laughing. Like, yeah. This like this guy's the goat, dude. Bro, the so way like, he was laughing made me. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's yeah. So just imagine the possible like all these players together, and 
uh, I know a lot of different people in different esports. They always say that 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 work within different esports. Call of Duty is the best personality esport on the planet. Of course, the without without question, League of Legends, CS:GO, you know, whatever it is, Call of Duty has the best opportunity for content mm -hmm. strictly from a personality perspective. Yep. And if it's just everyone together, man, that is a goldmine. Yeah, I, th I think it's more of an American thing than anything else. Obviously, that's probably that, that's yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, look, if you think about everything that we've done, it's all about being braggadocious, and it's all about yeah. you know whatever. If you think about, uh, if you think about League of Legends and the Asian culture, they're very very respectful. Everything they do is a reflection yeah. of self. And I wish I had that sort of discipline to where I, <laughs> where I took a little, I took myself a little bit more serious and yeah. and had a little bit more self respect to where I, you know, yeah. I, I would do that. But then I wouldn't be me, right? You wouldn't be you. Scump wouldn't be yeah. Scump, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and if you think about uh, CS:GO, CS:GO's got a lot of good personalities, but there's a language barrier there. Whether you're Brazilian yeah. and, and, and Portuguese, and and you have that that language, and then you have the Spaniards, and then you have the uh, the Russians, the Ukrainians, the the what 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 else is out there? Uh, just think about everything, right? The Swedish, like everybody, yeah. right? Like Polish. It's there's there's a lot of there's not enough ability or or you don't have the ability to have the, the same amount of banter that we do here. Uh, yeah. And I think that that's one of the main reasons that we have that thing, especially right. And and obviously we have a leg up because since 2009 2010, Call of Duty has been at the well. 2006 call of duty has been at the top of the food chain in, on youtube content it was the first mm -hmm. true video game that everybody created a community around machinima was sort of a a, a catapult that that oh, helped man. us ex excel machinima. you remember that uh, of course come on man dude, dude when you when you tweeted i don't know how long ago when they deleted all of your like sniper's nest like every dude i i fell for you man top five I kill camps of yep. the week Yep, I, was I so felt mad. for you, man. Dude, I love those videos. I would have loved to re-upload those to the Hex Vault. Uh, is that app. a is that montage that has like eight million views or whatever still on YouTube, or did that get taken down too? My, like that one, like, that one, yeah, we uploaded like to opener, opener yeah. on favela, like the montage. I, I, uh, it's still up there. It's still up on the Optic okay. channel. Still Maybe the most viewed uh, sure. sniper, <laughs> sniper montage ever. Pomage, yep. Pomage beat me to it, but he uploaded to the Face channel. So yeah, you know. I mean, dude, just thinking about sniping like predators, oh, like dude, oh. that that got deleted too. Think about that. Wait, I mean, predators got deleted? Yeah, but I mean, L Logan oh. obviously uh, uploaded it to yeah. uh, to to his own channel, so it's still oh, yeah. live. So like the original, the original got deleted. Yeah, so there's no more That's like terrible. like a four. I think it had like four oh. million views. It was such yeah. a good. It was it was staple staple. Montage. It was a staple montage. It was it was up there with the Matrix. It was up there with uh, uh, Stevie Nine Lives. It was up there with Climax Zoo's uh, yeah. overused, dude. It is, oh, it, it no, I, and I and I'm biased in saying this, but no other video game community has had the history that we have had documented as much as we have documented our shit. Um, That's why, like, I wanted to bring it up at the the top of the episode when you were talking about like the student who wants to go back and watch 65 hours worth of eavesdrop. Like, there are videos from 2009 or you know whenever on YouTube of whatever from Call of Duty. It it could be anything. Yeah. Like the entire lifespan of of YouTube history is, is for the most part is still there. Yeah. So like I still have videos from 2010 when I'm sitting in my bedroom with a tripod recording my screen when I'm sniping like I'm like wait, those wait. are like staple things. I think I've seen that video of you where you're holding the iPad and you're like, "Look, he threw a stun." Threw a <laughs> oh, stun. oh yeah. That's what that's what we're doing. That's what okay, that's. He threw a stun. Look guys, as you can see, <laughs> 
bro that video is legendary <laughs> we'll never get old oh, uh it's God, so man. so good so my again teammate, uh, my teammate app says that and screams every time he gets done does he really he do a stun <laughs> Ap- apathy is another dude that is excellent at creating content has been creating apathy youtube content man. for a very long time uh and again you know it's 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 the think about let, let's uh, we talked about this last time with uh with seth but if you look at tp tp has been streaming for such a long dude. time right oh and then God. just last year or the year before that started to blow up i mean obviously now Black he's where he's at Right, but it took a long time for him to get there. So everybody that's discouraged is the same person that doesn't have the patience to sort of wait it out and and, and be that. But we have nothing but time. You know what I mean? Like, what where are you? What yeah. else are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, Dude, I um speaking of Teep, I remember when I was on the team. I'm gonna bring up the DM right now because I actually sent it to him. Um, when I was on the team, he was he and I were sitting in the Columbus apartments, and he was like, "Dude, I just want to stream." Like, we were playing league play in the living room. He's like, "Man, I can't wait to." become a streamer content creator is something i'm passionate about i'm like dude you you could easily do it and he's like yeah but you know i'm coaching i don't have the time like all this stuff and i dm'd him a week ago and when he hit like 32k subs or whatever Insane. astronomical number he's at right now and i was like dude i was like do you remember that conversation we had and he was like of course i do man so like the com- i tell him all the time the come up that tyler had from the combo two years ago when I was on the team yeah. to where he is right now is absurd. And the number one thing is like, no one is out grinding Tyler, zero people. There is not, I, I like other than maybe like Nick, cause Nick's, Nick's my favorite streamer. I absolutely love Nick. Um, but Tyler is on at the same time every day for, you know, until whenever he chooses to turn his stream off, he is grinding every day. He wants it more than the next guy. And like, I'm so happy for him and the results that he's had because it's like, I just every time I see those thirty thousand subs, I'm like, dude, we had a conversation three years ago in some random living room in Columbus, Ohio, about you being a streamer. And yeah, here he is, dude. So. He's one of us. And 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 if there's one thing you know about the Call of Duty community and everybody that started in Call of Duty is that we we take care of our own. We are proud of the accomplishments of our own. And since mm-hmm. he is one of us then there's nothing like there's he he's it right like he's he's gonna be one of our heroes he's the guy that we talk about um i talk about jordan because he was you know i was in chicago and i was boy if you're from boston you talk about larry if you're from la you talk about magic if you're from ohio you talk about lebron because he is one of them the same way that that tp is the same way that courage is the same way that nature is like he Uh, all of them yeah. yeah like in in you know, if you, if you think about it, like we, we're, we're all flawed, right? We're all human. We all have this. But one thing that we do is we do, we, we do a good job at being proud of the people that transcend our esport, And we're very, very supportive of that. And no matter what, even those 15, those 15 <laughs> Redditors that, that don't like me, guess what? I'm one. I'm yours. Okay. Whether you want me or not, guess what? I'm you're yours. Stuck, you're stuck with me. I'm yeah. You're stuck with me. I do it for you, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? I do it for y'all. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, oh, go, going man. back to it, um, how, how has the, the league treated, well, the, this new league format treated you? Obviously, you had a super successful run with 100 Thieves the year before that. And yeah. here you come with Seattle Surge. I think I, I was just talking about it uh, on, the, on the show yesterday. There, there, are, there are two. There are two. There are two. <laughs> there are two logos. Okay. There are two logos that I've I've fallen. Uh, I'm not in love, right? There's only I, I've I've liked a lot, right? If I'm if I was to rank 
uh, outside of my uh, outside of the Huntsman logo, if I was to rank the logos as as the the best ones in the league, uh, well, if if I'm gonna remove two logos out of that that ranking, I think Seattle Surge is number one, and the second yep. one, no bullshit. At first, everybody was like, what the fuck is that? But now that you've seen it for a whole year, you cannot tell me that the Florida Mutineers logo is the, one Florida of the- Mut That was one of my favorite ones when, when it ones. was released. Yeah. It was very, very good. At first, um, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> right? And no, then I, like, I, wow. I agree 100%. When when their branding came out, I thought it was it was really well done. But our, our branding was crazy because you know we were on the team before uh, the branding or logo or anything was announced. So- like seeing the process of of the branding being created and announced and everything, it was. I think we got some some of the best, if not the best, in the league. Unfortunately, we're in eleventh. Yeah, but I think uh, I think the branding is is really good. Yeah, no, I, I, they did an excellent excellent job. Yeah, um, dude, it's 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 insane. Anyway, so back to the question: How has how has yeah. the the league the new league format from a professional player for you specifically? Uh, yeah, you know gone um I, at first with the announcement of how it was gonna be ran with the homestands and stuff it was I, I wasn't really on board at first and the reason being is just i'm so accustomed to open or open events and the open atmosphere and the way that call of duty has been run traditionally for however many years it's been i, I wasn't really on board with the whole homestand idea not every team is there um you know it, it wasn't really like call of duty from what i'm used to and I'm still kind of feeling like that. I don't really think that people hold the homestands as important as open events. And I think that's that's fair to say. So I think like the atmosphere of like an Anaheim, you know, a, a grand final of Anaheim last year with like us in Genji or, you know, uh, London with us in the United, like th that isn't happening. Like that isn't there. It's not the same. So I, I like the idea of homestands if, you know, if every team was there, um, you know, and if they were run a little bit differently, I think it would be a much better idea. Uh, and I, I like the idea of traveling everywhere, though, because, you know, again, more travel is, is always nice to, to see different places and experience yeah. different things. And then obviously with coronavirus, that's not possible. But moving forward with the league format, depending on, you know, how they choose to, to carry on from this year, I think that if the, the homestand idea is expanded upon and if the, the league takes player feedback the way that they have so far, I think that it could create a really, really cool system, which uh, integrates both sides of past and current Call of Duty. All right. Before I continue on with my question, let me take a quick break. Let me ask. Uh, let me say hello to the sponsors really quickly. All right. Just give me a second while I give a quick shout out to the sponsors. Uh, DoorDash. Thank you so much. You, you guys keep coming back and sponsoring the podcast, and I can I can't thank you enough. I use you daily, so of course uh, I feel extra good about that uh, because I do use it daily. Literally just ordered uh, slushy from across the street, and it's across the street. But it's so gosh darn hot here in Texas that I didn't want to walk across. So, again, thank you so much for that. And, look, between the never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty to do on your to-do list. Give yourself one last thing to worry about. Give yourself the break of having somebody else cook for you, right? Why not pick one of your favorite restaurants, one of your favorite meals from your favorite restaurants, order that, on the way home from work, time it perfectly so you and your food get there at the same time and all you have to do is grab it from the door because there's contactless delivery uh, to abide by all the safety concerns that there are around COVID-19. Uh, this obviously helps a ton with that. Um, You've counted on restaurants before, and now they are counting on you. Local restaurants obviously need uh, as much business as they can, and this allows you to uh, still support them, still support yourself by eating the great food that you usually get from there, and at the same time, uh, you know, help out the community, right? Because while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery, especially and only with DoorDash. DoorDash is the application that brings food to you, uh, the ones you're craving, 
right to your door. Ordering is easy. Opening the DoorDash out, uh, application, choose the type of food that you want to eat. There are over 300,000 restaurants, okay? 300,000 partners of DoorDash in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. And you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, The Cheesecake Factory, Fruity-licious from across the street uh, that I just ate. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash application, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash application and enter court eavesdrop. I don't know anybody that orders anything less than $15. So if you do, you need to step your, your food game up and enjoy life a little bit more. Um, that's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash application in the App Store and enter code E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P. Don't forget, that's, co- that's code eavesdrop for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And uh, yeah, one more time. You want me to say it one more time for the people in the back? It's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash application and Put code eavesdrop. Our second sponsor is 4hims.com, another sponsor that keeps on returning, keeps on coming back, which means that you guys are checking it out, and I certainly appreciate that. I specifically appreciate everybody that supports the sponsors that support this podcast. I certainly appreciate that. Um, You know, first of all, going to the doctor is awkward, especially when you're going to visit for hair loss, for erectile dysfunction, whether or not you want to figure out if there are uh, COVID tests. Like this is the place for you to go. 4hams.com allows you to explore everything without the awkward visits to a doctor's office, right? Uh, all the consultations are done, are done online, which is good because you have that sort of you know intermediary that is the internet that allows you to, to check it out. Because look, there are occasions where 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age of 35. Okay, so if you're under the age of 35 and you're you're going bald, this is not it's not too late. Okay, does it seem like you're moving ahead in life, but your hairline is moving backwards? Maybe your dad had to settle for a hair loss, but thanks to him's, you don't have to. It's time to prevent more hair loss, and now, and no better time than while you still have some hair left on the top of your head. Okay, thanks to science, hair loss can be optional. Right, him's connection to FDA-approved products to treat hair loss. Uh, they have thousands of happy customers loving their results. Time at home is an opportunity for self-care. Hims will connect you to licensed medical professionals online to answer your questions for free and to see if FDA-approved products to treat your hair loss are right for you. If approved, products will be shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. Again, this is all about the comfort of your own home, and this allows you to stay on top of your game on all levels in the secrecy of your own home, in the comfort of your own home. Look, anyone can make claims about treating hair loss, but if you're not happy after 90 days, just email Hims for a full refund, and that's what they will give you. Today, for example, Hims is giving you the best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund, and right now, my listeners can get their five first visits absolutely free. Go to 4 slash eavesdrop5, that's forhims.com slash E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P-5 uh, to get your first uh, trials. A full refund of price paid available for the first 90 days supply. Refund requests must be made between 90 and 180 days after the product shipment has been delivered. Uh, prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will then determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply, obviously. See websites for full details and important safety information. 
get your first visit absolutely free by going to uh, http colon forward slash forward slash for hymns f-o-r-h-i-m-s dot com forward slash e-a-v-e-s-d-r-o-p five and get your discount get your treatment in the comfort of your own home no awkward visits go check them out and again super super thank you and huge shout out to both doordash and for hymns back to you octane all right, so we're back. I, I think that uh, I think that the format that that we have now, well, the thing is this, right? And 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 I've talked about it before. Originally, it was supposed to be single home stands or f- four teams only go to every home stand. Yeah, that was the the original pitched idea at the beginning of the year. That was and the then, original one. Yeah. Right. And then they got player feedback at the LA like, here's Summit. our brand new league meeting, and. Every player in the room was like, what is this? Yeah. Like this is and then we all went home and two days later they were like, here's our new idea. Well, <laughs> so. Hasser and I were in the well, look, every team owner the every team owner is like super involved. They they believe in this thing and they're like yeah. they're passionate about it. They asked uh they're like, Well, what does Hector and, and, and Mike have to say about this this thing? Like we need to hear from them. They've been here from the beginning, they built this thing, blah, blah, blah. Mike yeah. and I were like, yo, no. We no. can't. No, 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 no. Let me let, let, let me tell you how this is gonna go, right? Yeah. Um, and it's you know obviously they don't they they don't know right like they don't they, yeah. they they understand it they're passionate but they don't they haven't been they don't have ten years of institutional knowledge of that's what like, it is that happened. Sorry to sorry to no, 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 interject here, but like that's like a weird thing. I don't know if it's like this in other leagues, but I feel like the owners and the players have so much more experience and like just like been around call of duty so much more than the people that are like working for the league and running the league. Yeah. So like the level of back and forth, like sometimes it gets a little twisted cause you know, they're, they're coming from a, how to run a league perspective and we're running mm-hmm. coming from like, okay, I played call of duty for 15 years of my life. Like, so like that back and forth is a little weird, but like I've never been in a situation where like, say they'll, they'll come to you and Mike or us players like, okay, how do we do this? It's cause you know, we've worked with Adam in the past and MLG and all these guys and like they've, they've been around the block. They know what's going on. So like, Every now and then they would go to players for certain feedback on things if it was like a really important situation. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, we're like running a franchise, $300 million, whatever league, like they're coming to us for, cause we have to fix a, a rule, you know, a, a, the technical delay rule would be a perfect example mm-hmm. of when we were playing against Atlanta. So like, it's just like a really weird back and forth. That I think some, sometimes kind of gets twisted or twisted with the, the level of experience on both sides. Yeah. Look, uh, you know, at first I was uh, a little bit doubtful of uh, of how this thing was going to go. Obviously, having brand new people, um, you know, Johanna Ferries, the the, the no. commissioner of the league, coming from the NFL, uh, no experience in Call of Duty. I, 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 I'm like, I'm worried, right? Like, I'm I'm worried. But the more the so. more we get to know her, the more that we see how vested she is in this league and how she's taken personal pride in making sure that this thing's gone. I'm, I'm super, super confident in the fact that that we're like in good hands if she, if she continues to be like at the helm of of the the mediator between yeah. us, you know. The, she's, a, the she's, a, she's a great she's a great anger translator. Yes, exactly. Right. You have the, <laughs> yeah. you have us the endemics. Yeah. The, the, like, she's a very, yeah. Like, oh, we're very fucking personalities. Exactly. Like I was in that meeting that I brought up earlier, and I was talking to you know Alex and the other guys that work for the league, and I was like getting a little heated because of the situation that I was in. Yeah. And Johanna was like, "Okay, Sam. Like we understand." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." 
like you, you know, I, I like her a lot. She's, yeah. she's definitely growing on me. Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody likes her a lot. So she's yeah. she's really good. Uh, again, I'm confident in the fact that we're in, the, in in good hands if she continues to fight for us the way that she's been. Uh, but again, you know, it's 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 one of those things where we are all finding our footing. Well, maybe not us. Because we've done this for as long as yeah. we we've refining known. Refining our footing. Yeah, we're refining yeah. our footing in this new in this new world. Uh, I'm finding my myself in this new world, right? Like I, I'm sort of transported to the beginnings of of the old team as I was building it uh, with everybody. I was, were- I, I was about to. I wanted to ask you at some point during this is like, do you do you feel the correlation of the building the Huntsman brand and building Optic at all? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because like, are you just doing the the same things that you were with Optic, the same ideas and stuff like that, just with the Huntsman with better, you know, things at your disposal? Yeah, sort of. Uh, it, it's easier now because all the mistakes that needed to be made were made very, yeah, now very you're, early Now on. you're just flying by. Now you're just brand 101. Yeah, but now it's like, <laughs> don't, some don't talks like, retire. Yeah, you, you, start, you start every <laughs> meeting with like, we're not going to do this, yeah. right? Like, this, yeah. this is why we're yeah. not going to do this. And and you know the good thing about YouTube and 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 sort of recording and 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 uh, tabulating the amount of mistakes that you've made and then you compare that to the number of mistakes that you haven't made again is is only a testament to to what it is for me to be honest man it's like it's it's been good for for us everybody like for everybody that lived at sixty fifty everybody that lived at 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 McAlpin uh, everybody that was on the old team at some point like this is a it's the same feeling that Nate Shot had when he built the Hundred Thieves to as big as it is today, right? Like I'm having the same sort of like we're not one hit wonders, right? It wasn't yeah. this thing that we that we only did once. Like this is this is physical proof that we know what we're doing, right? Like that we learned a lot and we are able to implement that thing over and over and over again. And our model has worked not just uh, in in esports, but you see it also in fishing with the Guggen Squad, right? Like they 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 constantly talk about how they took the optic playbook essentially and then applied it to that industry and that industry has blown up um and you see it right you see it you see it across every uh, every single one of our pieces of content for us is is about creating something that's going to make people feel something right aside from entertainment and happiness if you're sad when when nick goes and sits down on a chair and when you're sad when a team goes away and everybody you know feels something and then you feel you know the ups and downs of of a storyline that you're watching and, and and you're able to sort of connect and and actually feel something that's that's why we do what we do right because it'd be really easy for me to get out there and just upload trivias and upload this that, and the other but to not have yeah. a, a mind or a vision as to what and how you want to present uh, the things that we're doing, it'd be really easy for me to say, all right, we're picking up um, Big Timer. Make the announcement, we welcome Big Timer to the, you know, to, to Energy Fam, or we welcome TST yeah. to the Energy Fam, and that's that. That's an announcement. It's, no. Like, we're going to do something, right? We already know that we do that. The public doesn't know, right? The public doesn't know. What's there. Why the fuck am I just going to give them something, an announcement? Why don't we... For free. Why don't, yeah. why don't we just, out of nowhere, twist the camera and point it towards somewhere else, right? Yeah. I knew that I was going to acquire the complexity team. No, not complexity. The uh, the CLG team, the CLG dude, Halo I team. I will never in my life forget when Lethal sat down on that couch, dude. Yeah. Never. Exactly. Exactly. And we we knew that that was happening, right? I had already made that yeah. move. I had already talked yeah. to Nick. I had already talked to Flamesword. I said, we gave it a shot, blah, 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 blah. Right, mm. and it's not that it's scripted, but it's not that it wasn't planned out. 
it would have been really easy to say we fucking picked up this team and blah blah but the way that we did it made somebody feel something and it's not scripted but it's also not something that we just give you just because and and when you're able to make people feel something because you can then you really feel the connection with an audience that makes you feel invincible almost and inspires you to do it over and over and over and over and this over some again. real like Jordan Belfort selling me this pen that you're throwing at me right now. So you so, so this pen? Yeah. That's the same the same thing you're throwing at me right now. Yeah, I, I, look, it's it's uh, to me again, I've watched so much so much so many movies, so many programs, so many shows that I know what it's like to do that. And again, you know, being creative and a creative person sort of helps in, in, in ideating how it is that you want to present something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Matt, Matt's, Matt's taking the reins on that too. Like the way that 100 Thieves is, I don't know how much of it is his decision, obviously, as a whole production team. Mm -hmm. But like the way that they're announcing people and the way that they go about adding new things to their brand is like very Optic-esque. And obviously, you know, yeah. he, learned, he learned some of that from you. Yeah, so like seeing, well, you know, from Jack's each other. announcement or Nico, exactly. So like Jack's announcement or Nico's or whoever, like, they're not just saying, you know, oh, Nico joined 100 Thieves. Here's your thing. It's like, okay, here's this whole storyline dating back three months to videos that we've made. Uh, here's how this interjects and like all this stuff. So I think that uh, building connections between brands and, and people is like, like you said, it's just the best way to go about doing things rather than just saying, oh, Nico's joined 100 Thieves. And you know what's crazy is that it takes nothing more than to just fucking put point at something and click record. You know, yeah. record everything, whether you use it or not, it doesn't fucking matter. You still have something to to sort of show uh, in in the future. You know, when when we were when when Infinite happened, uh, I think I think uh, Nate Shot had just announced a hundred thieves or something was happening, right? Like when we, I sat down with Chris Cheney and with Jay and in, in and we were having a meeting, one of the first meetings we were having, and they're like, "All right, who are our um, our, who's our competition?" And obviously, me being me is like nobody's our fucking competition. We gotta focus on what we're doing. Don't 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 look at somebody else. Let them do whatever yeah. it is they're doing. Don't just let's do our own. And everybody's like, well, you know, is, is face a competition? And I'm like, well, yeah, absolutely. Face is, is everybody's competition because they they operate in many different blah blah blahs. And yeah. and but I did say I'm like, no one's our competition. Like, period. Like we 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 make our own lane. We're we're telling our own story. And uh, I said, no, nah, I don't know. And then a week later, Nechad, or two weeks later, Nechad announced 100 Thieves. I remember like walking over to, uh, as I was walking through the, through the hallways there at, at, at the old Infinite offices, uh, I see Chris and I'm like, I'm like, yo, did you see the announcement? He's like, yeah, Nechad. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that. Competition. That's our competition. Because he co-wrote yeah. this book. You know what I mean? Like he was part yep. of the original content team that turned the world, the YouTube video game world upside down and, and we, we we carved that path um, from Lil Sack and TNT run to 100 Thieves man dude it, it's you know what's crazy about that is that imagine how many times people experience those same sort of scenarios but because Nadeshot happened to record that interaction and was smart enough to say oh, I'm gonna make a piece of content out of this I'm gonna be fun about this I'm not gonna be an asshole to this little squeaky voice kid oh dude I I I'm not going to lie. I, I took, um, I didn't take, but I got inspiration from that video on a video I did about a month and a half ago. Like I met this kid in league play. He was like the most, I was messing with him. He didn't like, he thought I wasn't actually me just playing on like my account. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, dude, like who's your favorite player? Like, do you think Octane is good? Like all this stuff, just messing with him. And I was streaming the whole thing and I had like 5,000 viewers and, and I ended up making a, a video out of it. Like I invited him to play, figure out who I was. And it was like this, a very little sack esque yeah. video. And it's like, 
that that is something that if Matt never did, like maybe I wouldn't have have gotten that idea and that piece of content that arose from Matt's idea never would have happened. Yeah, I mean Jack and uh, oh, like Connor, Connor. Jack and, yeah, yeah, think about that, man. It's just like it, it's. I mean, that's an actual friendship too. That's yeah. not like, oh, I'm doing this content thing. That's like, okay, I've paid, like, you know, I've got this guy set up, you know, apparel. I've helped him however I can. So yeah, and like he's he's cool to see as well. he literally like sat down with with that dude's parents and was like, all right, yeah. this is how you should pay for college or how you should. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like Jack is such a good fucking he started dude his too. own YouTube, channel, yeah. everything. Uh, it's it's opportunities like that that you just have to like take and run and not look back. It's it's opportunities like that where you just like sort of fall into the role and there's nothing you don't know anything else but i set out to be a content creator and all of a sudden i'm taking care of like little you know 17 to 18 year olds and then i have this title above my head that says ceo where i'm like i'm not cut out to be a ceo and it's just like sort of i sort of fell into that role and through common sense i was able to build something cool with the people that i love as my brothers to to create something cool and I think that's that's the moral of the story, right? Like if you do things right, if you take, especially in this day and age, right? Especially with everything that we're going through in 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 society right now, in gaming, uh, in in the gaming society that that we live in, when you're on camera for as much as we've been on camera, as much as you are on camera, like if you're a bad person, it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out, yeah. If you're a shady person, it's gonna come out. If you're somebody that fucks people over, it's going to come out. Especially in cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it, in yeah. in uh, in the worst time, right? Like, you, you are gonna get caught out, especially in cancel culture as we live in today. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things. So, uh, as, as we head into Champs, or the last the last event of the of the season next week, and then after that, three weeks after we have champs, uh, I don't want to talk about the, the your your possibilities of winning because I mean I, they're always there. You're a competitor yeah, at heart. Huh? Yeah, I would, I would, our ability we could we could probably win. We'll see. Yeah, you you don't think you can? I think you can. I think, yeah, I, think yeah. We, I have apathy. He's my trump card, champs. Yeah, exactly. Right, like this dude yeah. shows up. Can't, um, can't, can't let's talk about 2021, and then and then I'll let you go. I know that you haven't eaten. Um, what what do you I hope from a World War Two video after this? Are you World War Two? <laughs> yeah. World War Two. Are they as the server still up? I I would assume so. The game is about three years old. Listen, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you one thing, okay? During Call of Duty Four, and this video is somewhere on my channel. During Call of Duty Four, I went back to play Call of Duty Two, and as soon as I spawned in, I spawned in on a horse in Call of Duty Two. So the servers that you may have known. May right, not well, be one, there. I don't think I'm spawning on a horror sector. You listen, dude. You <laughs> might. One time I spawned into a Modern Warfare 2 lobby and I was a jet. I was uh, I was a fighter right, jet. Yeah, yeah. Love a good J tagged Modern Warfare 2 lobby. Yeah, dude. I mean, anyway, 2021. We're off track. We're off track. 2021. Dude, the Eavesdrop podcast is nothing but off track conversations. That's true. That's true. It, true. Uh, the Eavesdrop podcast is an ADHD sufferer's playground, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I caught guess. myself on camera being super a h d a ADHD. ADHD. I was shooting a gun, right? I was shooting the sniper. Did you see my shot? Nine hundred twenty-five yards. Nine twenty-five. So and I I get up and I'm talking to Rob, and then a massive spider web in a bush catches my eye, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right. So if you turn the, I'm like, oh my god, look at that. I pea, <laughs> pea brain, dude. Pea brain. And you know what it was? It was the day that we were supposed to do the podcast. 
<coughs> that I had to get off because I woke up at two thirty nine. So yeah. by 11, 11 a.m., after I'm baking in the Texas sun on a fucking wooden platform shooting guns, yeah. my brain was already fried. So every little thing was just catching my eye and my attention. So uh, 2021. Yeah. What do, you, what do you hope 2021 looks like? Because there's rumors uh, that, there's going, that, that we're going to continue on this COVID trend, that we're going to continue to be online, and that there's yeah. apparently going to be three homestand events or something like that. Um, what what are your thoughts? I well, number one, I, I obviously we don't know with the unpredictability of COVID and stuff like that. But I hope that all of the things that we've learned from the online league this year are implemented and improved upon. Number one, uh, number two for me personally is I'm just going to continue doing YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm going to move into daily uploads in the off season when I have a lot more time, and then hopefully carry that into into next year. But from a strictly like league standpoint, I just hope that we learn from all the things that have that have happened this year. And then if we can play on land, that's that's the best case scenario. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot more that that goes into that other than hopes and wishes. So if the ability to play on land does come up, uh, even in a restricted setting, like we mentioned with a bubble, or uh, if there's like one event that we get to play randomly, that's fine with me. Um, I just think that the the competitive atmosphere of this year hasn't really been the best uh and i think that a lot of players are starting to get a little antsy uh i don't know if you saw austin's tweets but he's talking about retiring for the year yeah. if we go online so i i think players are uh, are very frustrated with the certain situation that we're we're in so we lost anything, karma the, dude we, we haven't even talked about damon dude oh man <laughs> we haven't even talked about let's damon. talk about damon um let's talk about barlow man let's talk that about guy, barlow that guy is I've t I teamed with him for a very restricted amount of time in a not great atmosphere, but he is one of my favorite teammates I've ever had. I think he everybody can he's say an that. Enigma. he's an enigma. He is an enigma. That's the that's the the only word I could use to describe him as accurately as possible. He is an enigma. He he just does whatever he wants, and he's he's the goat, dude. That's it's, he it's he, me he mentioned in our podcast because he was just in the eavesdrop a couple of uh, weeks ago that uh, yeah that that some you know some of the stuff that he said about the team itself. Is that is that true? Did he say anything that that wasn't there? Like, it, it was it is it truly uh, that you know there wasn't any communication at times, and that that people had had sort of given up that you know if he shows up, he's ready to go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there there's been we've gone through a lot of iterations this year with uh, with how we've with how we've been performing. Uh, I wouldn't say any any of the things that he said were like blatant lies. Uh, we had troubles with with like him getting up and stuff like that, that that happened every now and then. But I think that was towards when he already made the decision that he really didn't want to play anymore. Mm -hmm. So I can't really I can't fault him for that. But yeah, there were days where we'd get on and and all five of us would just waste each other's time, and there was just no point. Like that, we've had underperformed so much this year that like some days we just we just don't want to play. But you know, now that we're gearing up for champs, I think the over the last couple of days we've been absolutely obliterating people in scrims. I think we're a scrim team. I think I've I've come to that conclusion today. We didn't lose a map in scrims today, and I, I've 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 drawn the conclusion that we're a scrim team. Ah, that's that's pretty great. I believe it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, <laughs> but, just, I mean, yeah, I don't. Uh, nothing he said was was a lie. No. Yeah, it's it's one of those one of those things where it's just a weird year. Uh, to top yeah. it off, you you add you know COVID. To top it off, you add just like everybody's. Yeah, I mean, look, man, obviously Slasher is super, super talented. So when he says that he's going to retire, I take that with a grain of salt. I don't think so. I don't, oh, think, I don't, he, I don't think he actually will. No, nah, me either. I, like, no, it, it, he's too big of a competitor to even exactly. – I, I bet you he hated saying that, you know? Like, oh, uh, he, he, this game drives him insane. 
Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's end it on a good note. Let's end it on something fun. Do you remember gambling with me at the yes. Asperis Casino? That money. I threw it on black law. Actually, no. This is what happened. So I was betting for everyone that doesn't know or no one would know, but I was betting behind Hector in blackjack. I made, what did I get up to? Like $900 or something or 900 pounds from like 20. Mm-hmm. Got all the way up. I took it over to a roulette table and I threw it down when the, uh, when the ball was already spinning and he took my money without, you know, when he, I couldn't place the bet, obviously. So I had to like get security to come out and like give me my biscuit back. A biscuit is a thousand dollar chip. Uh, I had to get security to come give me my chip back. And then I threw it on black during that. And I was like, ah, it hit red. I was like, oh, it's going to hit black. Like, that was just bad luck. Lost it all. <laughs> just kept on betting red or black? Yeah, I bet black again and then lost it all. I've hit uh, black 13 times in a row at the Dude, Elgin Casino. Let, let, me, let me tell you this. That casino is the best and worst luck that I've ever had. So that same night before I, I came up and started betting behind you, I had played the roulette table with Casey, uh, my current teammate. We had we were eight for eight. He picked the table, I picked the color. Eight for eight, and I lost the last one that mattered. No, yeah, dude. I started just, 20 all the way up. When you bet behind me, I'm like, oh, dude, I, we're gonna win. Like I, I had good vibes when you we got were, there. We were killing it. Yeah, we were killing it. You got there, I'm like, oh, we're gonna win this shit. Zero chance that oh. we don't, and we just went on this nasty, nasty run. Yeah, uh, and then your teammate fucking gets oh. there. And immediately, I'm like, ah. Yeah, you got to uh, get up. Did you uh, get up? No, I wanted to. I should have. I just felt. Did you, uh, did he, you lose? No, I, no I, started, I started to lose. But, yeah, yeah, I'm saying. You know? Uh, but it, he, came, he came to the table with, like, excellent vibes. But something happened in that very moment where I was just like. It's the juju in the casino, man. I don't can't, know. Can't I don't know if it. I can do it. Uh, Octane, thank you so much. I uh, appreciate you, man. Thank you for making the time. Uh, we will do this again in person, uh, hopefully sometime in the near future, if uh, if the climate allows for it. Any closing comments? Anything you want to say? Uh, just to appreciate you allowing me to come on. I, I've watched again, every, like pretty much every episode. So finally being able to to come on and, and talk has been it's been a good time, man. Anytime. I, again, I, I hope that we do it uh, very soon here in the future in person. Uh, it'll be a good one. Again, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, to Hims before we sign out, and also DoorDash. Uh, thank you for supporting, obviously, uh, my my favorite headset of all time, the Turtle Beach Elite Pro, and the first one's right there. My first headset ever is right there. Wait, sidebar, I still have the, the ones that you made us when you signed the speaker tags on the sides. Did for you see chance. the ones that I just did? Oh, I know. You spray-painted them, right? Yeah, look at Oh, that. yeah. I saw the Instagram story. Don't you worry. But I'm I still just, have the, the octane on the side of mine. Again, another I create, man. I there's yes. zero chance that I don't win content creator of the year. I create I, it's a good it's a good bid. Creation. This whole interview is a good bid. Um that's all. You know what I'm say. saying? All right, buddy. Thanks so much. I'll see you Absolutely, guys on man. the next one. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you guys enjoyed it, please remember to leave a like, uh, leave a comment, and uh, share it with somebody who you think might appreciate this. We'll see you guys on the next one. Goodbye.